The Trinity Center for Spiritual Living appreciates your selecting our podcast service as a part of your spiritual journey. The TCSL podcast has over 1,000 downloads a month worldwide by individuals just like you seeking to expand their spiritual magnificence. To express your gratitude and donate for the good you hear and the growth you experience from our lesson, visit our website at trinitycenteratlanta.org forward slash donate. As you donate, affirm, my offering affirms my commitment and my willingness to be an inlet and an outlet for the abundant good and energy of Divine Spirit. Please enjoy the latest podcast from the Trinity Center for Spiritual Living. So we want to start off with a few statistics for you this morning. And first up is the statistics from multiple studies. And here's what the statistics show. 70%, 70% of all lottery winners end up going broke and filing for bankruptcy. 70%. So let's just affirm they tithe first. Now, further research reveals about 1% of all lottery winners will go bankrupt every single year. Second set of statistics. The percentage most cited of whether a marriage will be long-term or not. 50%. 50%. This statistic leads individuals to believe that once someone gets married, there's a 50-50 chance the marriage is going to last. Maybe it will, maybe it won't. Now, for the record, I am fully aware that my grandma, Eula May, contributed to that high percentage. Turns out that this statistic is wrong. And it is often misquoted as fact as there has never actually been a study of marriage rates versus divorce rates. The 50-50 rate is based on mathematical assumptions statisticians made from a census in the 1970s. Even if the assumption was somewhat correct in the 70s, I think there's a very good chance it's no longer valid after 45 Researchers using current data say the successful marriage rate is more like 60 to 70%, maybe even higher with the divorce rate tending to trend down. That leads us to the conclusion that in the end, love wins. So, last statistic. According to research by a major university, 92%, 92% of people who set New Year's goals never achieve their goals. According to one researcher, those who succeed in achieving their goals have the exact same experiences to those who do not succeed. While attempting to achieve their goals, both experience frustration, boredom, difficulty, discomfort, and so on. The difference in is lies in their response Goal achievers perceive negative experiences as part of the process towards the goal. And when the going gets tough, successful achievers keep taking action. Those who abandon their goals make decisions not to achieve their goals, but to alleviate just the feeling of anything negative. This results in diminishing action, which leads ultimately to the abandonment. Get it? It's not. 
not very motivating statistics, to say the least, right? So here's what I want to share with you. In the book Emergence, Derek Friedel wrote this. He said, what we create will always be congruent with our current self-image. So any improvement we attempt will still carry the underlying fears and limited beliefs we have about ourselves, which can only lead to the same stress and struggle. At worst, these efforts can actually magnify our current issues and cause greater problems down the road. 70% of lottery winners filed for bankruptcy, not because they didn't know how to handle money or they didn't know they could hire someone to handle the money for them. Rather, they filed for bankruptcy because the image they held of themselves was not congruent in alignment with the potential of their new and abundant outer journey. 30-40% of marriages fail because many, too many, have cemented a false statistic into their consciousness, one that's been repeated over and over and over again, allowing the statistic to become the belief. Only 8% achieve their New Year's resolutions because 90% have not chosen to first create and embed in their consciousness a vibrant new self-image, free of any fear and limiting beliefs they have been conditioned to maintain throughout their lifetime. Derek also writes, when we recognize that everything we need already within us and begin to reconnect to that healing in a wholeness and perfection. We lay the foundation for the law of emergence to operate a process that is about becoming, becoming, or rather revealing more of who you truly are, unleashing your infinite potential and often on this path, there is never a danger of going the wrong way or hitting a dead end because rather than trying to fix, correct, or fill something in that is missing, the law of emergence holds that when you cultivate your inner conditions, your next evolutionary stage will unfold organically. And because your next stage is already will arrive whole. Would you, would you take a pizza from Domino's if you had to put it together? No. You want the whole thing. You want it ready to come in. You want it ready to go in. Now, for the record, we support anyone this morning in prayer and consciousness in vibration of alignment whose dream it is to win the lottery. We simply want to guarantee that you are among the 30% so that you may tithe for a lifetime. We support anyone with us this, this morning in prayer and consciousness in vibration of alignment whose intention it is to get married and live happily ever after, like Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, right? No, she married what Prince what's his face? Charming. Oh, well, yeah. Seen one prince, you've seen them all. So we simply want to guarantee that the belief you cement in your consciousness 
is that when it comes to marriage, statisticians honestly don't know what the hell they're talking about. So your marriage is destined to last an eternity, as you believe it will. We support anyone that's with us this morning in consciousness and vibrational alignment who has set a new goal or intense resolution. We simply want to guarantee residual fears or limiting beliefs has been sent back to the void of nothingness from which they came. And we are very comfortable in making this guarantee to you, for you, and with you, if you are prepared to bring forward that part of you that is that magnificent light and creative energy of the divine mind of God, driving in this journey, in this moment of now, as you. If you are prepared to do that, then you are prepared to begin crafting your journey in alignment with the law of emergence, which is the title of our lesson this morning, The Law of Emergence. So I have a very profound parable for you this morning. We have a couple of young folks here. They're not young enough to understand, so I feel good. Or old enough to understand. But the parable's about Bob. The parable's about Bob. Bob all of a sudden was getting divorced. And Bob's friend asked him, he said, Bob, why are you suddenly getting divorced? And Bob said, well, last week was my birthday. My wife didn't wish me a happy birthday. My parents and kids forgot too. I went to work and not one peer wished me a happy birthday. As I entered my office, my secretary said, happy birthday, boss. I felt special. She asked me out for lunch. After lunch, she invited me to her apartment. We went there, and she said, do you mind if I go into the bedroom for just, just a couple of minutes? And I said, okay. And when she came back out five minutes later with a birthday cake, with my wife, my parents, my kids, and friends, and my colleagues, all were yelling surprise while I was waiting on the sofa day I was born. And here's our moral. But you know I got one. Some people don't get divorced because they had an affair. They get divorced because they thought they were going to have an affair. The outer experience always reflects the inner image. And for the month of October, our intent for you is to foster an inner image of your innate divinity so clear, so powerful, that never again will you doubt your omnipotence or be subject to false fears and false limitations which guide you away from your dreams and goals and inspired intentions. This intent will be fulfilled through our five Sunday series, all this month, Emerging Your Star Self know you all stop. In the next five Sundays, October has five, sun, five Sundays. Makes me so happy. For the next five Sundays in October, we will be discussing the spiritual law of emergence as described by Derek Rydell. Emergence, Seven Radical Steps to Transformation. Now, the book's available in the bookstore or on Amazon. doesn't matter where you get it. Just get it and follow along. Derek writes this. He says, there's a place within you 
that has never stopped seeing you through the eyes of love, just as parents see their newborn children. This is the divine within, the presence that internally holds you in its arms and knows the truth of your perfection. Reconnecting to this original truth is the foundation of emergence. Without this innate perfection, as our starting premise, nothing we do will ever bring us freedom and, fulfill, and the fulfillment we seek, but will put us on a never-ending treadmill, trying to fix, change, or improve what we think is wrong or lacking in order to finally be enough. If you don't hear anything else this morning, what we want you to hear is, you are enough. Let that sink in. You are enough. Right now, in this moment, you are perfect, whole, and complete. You are enough just as you are. There is nothing you need to do, nothing you need to heal. You are enough. That is the emerging blueprint of your divinity. That is all there is. But it's up for you to take that knowing and offer it to the world 24-7. And not forget about it. Ernest Holmes said, we are born to be happy, to be abundantly supplied, and with, with every good thing, to have fun and living, to consciously unite with the divine power that is around us and within us, and to grow and expand forever. And somewhere, you know, where that feels great on Sunday morning, because it's connecting with that part of us that knows what the truth of our soul is, but we feel fuzzy about it sometimes. It's like, is that really the because you know, I've had a rough experience. I've had a few troubles here and there. I've had some issues that didn't actually resolve that I could say I was expressing my highest and best self. And all we can say to that is, you are enough. In this moment, you are enough. And if you want to take that this moment forward, then you have to let all those old moments go. Say, that doesn't matter. What matters is what I know and offer in this moment. And in this moment, you are destined to be abundantly supplied. In this moment, you are to live as that vibrant expression of source coming forward to be fulfilled. In emergence, Derek writes, writes about a client I think many of us can relate to. The client was struggling to get her new business venture off the ground, and her main focus to get the business venture off the ground was because she wanted to support herself and her kids. And like so many of her previous intentions, this one was starting to unravel. It wasn't going the way she thought it should go. And so Derek said, to, said this to her. He said, the problem is, no matter what you try, as long as you're coming from a place of fear and a feeling don't already have what you need. Nothing you do will ever get you what you want. You know why? Because fear-based thinking and fear-based feeling will always lead to fear-based results. That's why. You want to operate at a level of vibration that is always congruent, as Derek says, or always in alignment with the truth of your being. You want to operate at a level of alignment that says, in this moment, I am enough. I am the limitless potential of the divine. 
And if something is coming forward and nagging you, that little monkey mind chatter that we all get, that we remind you, you did this. It's not a call to revert to old behavior. That's a call to say, you know what? I believe that that fellow Reverend Tony said that I'm supposed to affirm more. I'm supposed to do more affirmative prayer work. I'm supposed to meditate more until that monkey mind voice is drowned out by what we call the angel mind voice. The angel mind that does nothing but promote and compliment. The angel mind that says, here and now, you are enough. See, the calling from of the monkey mind is not that we've done anything wrong. The calling of the monkey mind is our opportunity to say, wait a second, here's an opportunity to emerge something more. Here's an opportunity for me to allow what I know the truth of my soul to be to come forward. Now Derek said this to this lady as well. He said, what's worse, <coughs> pardon me, what's worse, and I know many are going to relate to this, what's worse, all of your efforts to improve things will just burn you out. Aren't you exhausted by all these attempts to make something happen in your life? I think a lot of folks could relate to the exhausted feeling that Derek's referring to. See, it's not that they don't try. It's not that they did something wrong. It's not that there's some old man in the sky that's saying, nope, sweetheart, today's just not your day. They get exhausted because they're trying to mold the external world. They're trying to change all this stuff out here as opposed to express and expand not allowing their divinity to be emerged. Derek then said the life you've been trying to make happen is already happening inside of you. But it needs you to be conscious of it and congruent with it. Don't get what you want in life. You get who you are in consciousness. So, years ago, some of you know this story, some of you Years ago, my sister had this old clunker of a Cadillac that she had had for years. Just years and years and years. And she drove it, she drove it, she drove it. And she had well over 200 and something thousand miles that she put on it. And it was just literally falling apart. And she was spending, because it was a Cadillac Eldorado, right? And it was a beautiful car. But because it was a Cadillac Eldorado, whenever it needed repair, the repairs were rather expensive. And so I said, told her one day, and I was like, I think the transmission was going out or something. It's only $1,200 a year. And I said, you know, we can go, we can buy you. You can buy a new car for what you're spending every year in repairs. Oh, no. Mother said, never buy a new car. My mother never bought a new car. She was always buying a nice used car that would always break down eventually. And so, but, so what I had to do to convince her to bite the bullet and buy a new car was to develop a spreadsheet and say, here's what you spent this year. Here's what a car payment would actually be. So we went out, we got, got a founder of Scion, right, the toaster car, and she drove that for nine years. And it took forever to convince her that, yes, she could have a new car, not have the car repaired. And one of the things I kept telling her was, you know, don't ever buy a used car. 
that's very important. So fast forward a few years, she started calling me about six months ago, she said, you know, my scion now has over 120,000 miles on it. I need a new car. And I said, well, you know, I'll, I'll help you. I'll go out and I'll look for you again like you did before. But let's wait until a little bit later on towards the end of the year until the deals are done. She agreed. And every few months she would call me, can we go now? No. But, but the car's getting older. I don't want to start paying for repairs. Well, just hang on. Can we go now? 30 days. So finally we went. I did some research on the net. I found this perfect car. Toyota RAV4. Full leather. Every, every, what do you call it? Bells and whistles that Toyota offers. In her price range. One caveat, 2016, loaner car, had a few, few thousand miles on it. Called her up, said, found the perfect car, let's go look at it. I said, here's the deal, 2016, a few miles. She said, oh, no, that's a used car. <laughs> you told me not to buy a new car. She transformed her self-image. Her self-image was no longer willing to buy a used car. It took me over an hour to convince her that no, you can drive this car. It's going to be okay. She's driving around that Toyota now. Esther Hicks says, what you are living is the evidence of what you are thinking and feeling every single time. In the, in the relationship to my sister, you know, she had to shift what she was thinking and feeling. She thought and felt that it was perfectly okay to buy a used car and then pay for high repairs. And that has evolved now to somebody that only wants a car to warranty because she wants to get in it herself. But she had to transform that self-image. She had to transform that self-image that was ingrained in us from the day we were born, to be honest. Okay? So we only have one question for you, and the question is, does the evidence of your journey reveal about how and what think and promote concerning your current self-image. Does your, the evidence of your journey reveal about how and what you feel, think, and promote concerning your current self-image? Now, we're not going to go near that answer. We're not going to guess. We're only going to say that if you believe there's room for improvement, you hold that belief simply because there's something within you that is far greater than anything in this outer world. And that something within is on the verge of emerging. And you can align those thoughts, your beliefs, your feelings, and actions to be congruent, identical with the something more. And organically evolve this something more as the only evidence manifesting as your journey. Derek said, the law of emergence not about getting, not about receiving, not about attracting anything. Rather, it is about revealing, expanding, evolving the spiritual magnificence that you are in the here and now, in this moment, and allowing the whole of the universe to rearrange itself to reflect the truth of your being. It's about building an energetic foundation of consciousness so strong so clear, so powerful, that if you win the lottery in Friday night's drawing, you will 
confirm, thank you, God, thank you, God, thank you, God. Let's move on to the power bond because I'm ready. Les Brown said, you don't get what you want. You don't get what you want in life. You get who you are. And I find this to be so true. Most people, I know too many people that go around the way my sister used to. I, ha I can only afford a new car. I can only afford a new car. And then I have to straight and struggle to get together the money to afford to repair. So we have to transform that internal self-image. We have to say, well, wait a second. I know that, as Holmes says, the, everyone is abundantly supplied. So what am I missing? What am I missing? It's not that you're missing, you didn't do something wrong, or that you did something wrong, or you're not smart enough. It simply means there's an overlying belief that we need to peel away in order to get to the truth of your being. And when we peel that away, there's only one thing that remains. The emergent self. The emergent divinity. The emergent power of presence coming forward with you. And it is in that emergent divinity you can begin crafting your experience exactly as you are. There it says, what we create will always be congruent with our current self-image. So any improvement we attempt to carry will still carry the underlying fears and limited beliefs we have about ourselves, which only lead the same, to the same stress and struggle. I said that earlier. Are, is there stress and struggle? If there is, and it seems to be a repeated pattern, guess what? This is your call. This is your call to say there's a better way. Michael Beckwith said the answer to any challenge you have has nothing to do with God's willingness to help. It has to do with your acceptance of how the infinite is active within you. How it is already placed within you. All that you need to solve and dissolve any inner conflict is through conscious communion with self. Conscious not move into a process of emergence unless you are prepared to do the work. You cannot move into a process of emergence until you say, you know what, I need to sit down for a moment and, and do some affirmative prayer work, do some meditation work. Really begin looking at what's going on in my outer environment. Am I surrounded by individuals that affirm and, and, and promote the spiritual magnificence that I am? Or am I surrounded by individuals that want to talk about the current state of politics? Or how bad things are all the time? Or their latest, you know, go through their organ recycling. I don't know what that is, right? They tell you all the organs that they've got problems with. This is your time. This is your time. Don't let anybody take it from you. This is your time to stand up and say, I'm going to accept, promote only my emergent state. I'm only going to take this moment in this nanosecond of time to get clear on my truth, nurture that truth, and the great truth that it is into a full force manifestation. The truth that says when I speak, the universe speaks. The truth that says when I move, the universe moves. The truth that says nothing, absolutely nothing, because I have nothing to fear. Fearful thoughts are not a part of my existence.
fearful thoughts are for those that are less informed. An emergency. Derek compares the law of emergency operating through us as the same principle operating through the acorn. He calls it the acorn principle. And he says the acorn principle tells you to look inside and discover the seed of your being. And this metaphor is for you being an acorn who is going to develop into an oak tree. And if you provide the right conditions and circumstances that fulfill and exceed the needs of the acorn, you're going to become that magnificent oak tree. Or in other words, your fastest and easiest and most enjoyable growth comes from your natural talents and skills. The challenge, however, is many of us do not appreciate the acorn seed as they feel, some people feel attracted by the skills and features of other trees. They think the other trees are better equipped, more talented, and more successful. Even well-meaning individuals in their journey, their parents, their teachers, their friends, etc., often project on them what they believe is good for them. They see the individual through their own perception, their own filters, their own ideas of un and unfulfilled dreams and ambitions. They look at the acorn and say, you know, I see vast potential in you. You are already knowledgeable. You can learn very fast. And if you learn more of the pine trade, follow the pine courses, with some hard work, you can be a fantastic pine tree. We need more pine trees around. They make good money. And the truth is that the acorn can only become an oak tree no matter what it or anybody else wants it to become seed of the divine potential within you is already programmed to emerge as a powerful and limitless spiritual being, creating a vibrant spiritual journey. The seed of divine potential is your acorn. And as surely as the acorn becomes the oak, the images in your mind become your reality. Derek says of the acorn principle, the acorn is not an empty shell that has to struggle figure out how life works, gather a bunch of information to fill itself with, and finally decide what it wants to be when it grows up. No matter the opinion of the other trees of the forest, the acorn will never become anything but what's inside it. An oak. Even if it's oak parent, if you grow up to be an apple tree, it's not going to happen. It might fail to thrive or reach its potential if the right conditions aren't created, but the acorn's destiny is to become an oak. And the big questions of life, such as who am I and what is my purpose, were answered before the seed was planted in the ground. In the context of the law of emergency, the acorn analogy is to, is to be taken to the next level. Locked up in the seed of your soul is not just an image calling or pattern of realized self, form, formed in the invisible dimension of your being. And while it may choose, though the raw materials of your life take shape, it is not dependent on anything outside of you for its existence, as it already possesses power and the separate to manifest whatever it needs. You already contain power and the separate manifest. Are 
get your affirmation card this week. Derek, it's from Derek Rydell, out of the book. He says, you are an individualized expression of infinite perfect perfection, the offspring of the divine. You possess the same creative ability as the creative intelligence of the cosmos. that same creative intelligence. But yet, you're going to let the fear of failure, people let the fear of failure, the fear of past events hold them back. Without realizing, that was just a stepping stone. Without realizing that, you know what, that's just a part of the process. When an oak tree begins to root, its roots spread out, oftentimes it's going to front root, its roots will spread out and come into a stone under the soil. Doesn't stop growing. It just grows around the soil, and ultimately, the stone simply becomes a part of its container, holding it in place. Have that same intention. You can move forward in this moment and allow yourself to simply emerge your divinity. Holmes said, "Some suffer, some are happy, some are unhappy, according to the way they contact life." No one judges us but ourselves, no one gives to us but ourselves, and no one robs us but ourselves. This is the time where you are given permission to stop judging yourself. Save the, all that judgment for when you go to the family reunion, because they're going to do it there. Your role is to always talk highly of yourself. Your role is to know that every time you give yourself that powerful pat on the back, you're saying, good job, Frederick. You're saying, good job, Spirit. Let's do some more. Your role is to know that every good thing that is occurring in your life is not a result of chance, is not a result because somebody gave you something. It is because you have cultivated a consciousness that has placed you in the right place at the got that. When you got that, you can begin expecting those miraculous coincidences to begin unfolding in your journey. Derek said, if like an acorn, you needed the right conditions to grow, we would be back to the problem of existing at the whim of external forces. But here's where human nature has been given a capacity beyond mother, beyond mother nature. Whereas the acorn is indigenous, originating or occurring naturally in a particular place, and therefore can only thrive in certain external conditions, not within its control, human beings are indigenous. I think I got that right. Having an eternal cause of origin, which means that your conditions are internally derived or generated. It doesn't matter what the external planet is. Your soil is your soul is your soil. And if you generate the right inner conditions mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, your seed will have the right nutrients to thrive. So one of my favorite quotes is, all the so-called secrets of success will not work unless you do. 
I'm not going to say this is a secret to success. I'm going to say it is a vibrant knowing that we're being reminded of in the here and now. And if you want to work with this vibrant knowing, then this is the time. This is the time to step up and say, you know what, let, let me just try not beating myself up. Let me just try focusing my internal affirmative prayer work, my communion with source, on one idea. And that idea of me being perfect, whole, and complete in here and now. That idea being, I am always enough. I am always enough. No matter what the bank account says, no matter what the doctor says, no matter if somebody's warming my feet at night, at night or not. When you've got that, All right, if you would please say the offering affirmation with me, infinite mind, in as and through me, blesses and multiplies my offering. It does its good and perfect work and returns to me, multiplied abundantly. And if the ushers would please come forward as their... Thank you again for selecting the Trinity Center for Spiritual Living podcast for your spiritual journey and for the expression of your generosity at trinitycenteratlanta.org forward slash donate.